Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Hello, hello. Hello guys, welcome to a fresh new week. It's a fresh new start and we're going to start by answering a question that we had in regarding our last podcast episode we spoke a lot about eating last week didn't we and yeah. about like, the snacks that we like to eat so what snacks bananas bananas yeah yeah definitely i have two bananas a day two banana revy i can't eat bananas on the yard though because Why? um simba eats them if yeah, i if i walk onto the yard horse. that's nice yeah i know if i walk onto the yard he spots me eating a banana and i've got to give it to him but i quite like it for that reason because then i eat the banana and then i give them the banana skin yeah so it's like a double it's like a snack for you and yours yeah i did hear though a vet once told me that you shouldn't give your horse banana skins if you're competing fei because they could have yeah like, substances i've heard that but Simba loves banana skins, man. Lottie Fry gives hers bananas as well all the time. Yeah, there you go. So I don't it's good know. enough for Lottie. It's good yeah. enough for us. So that might not actually be true. No. Uh, my go-to snack would be Rice Krispie squares. Oh yeah, they are amazing. They're okay. I love them. I literally feel like it's the nectar of the gods. No. I love them so much. I like have to limit myself to one day. I like the naked blueberry muffin bars. I would say something so small though, like a Rice Krispies bar I can have in between horses and then I know that like 20 minutes later I can do sitting trot without feeling like it's all going to come back up. Yeah. So those are go-to banana and Rice Krispies squares. But anyway, lame and sound. We don't really have a lame and sound this week because not really much has happened other than the fact that we're in a little mini heat wave here in the UK and so we have been getting up and starting the yard at 5 to 5 30 finishing the yard by like 9 10 ish and then having a long siesta in the middle of the day and then going back outside again to finish up which kind of like throws us into like a little bit of limbo doesn't it yeah it feels a bit weird but it's the nicest way to do it for us and for the horses because where the yard is is literally in such a sun trap and the horse flies are back out yeah and you just can't work your horses in like 30 degree heat really really no unless you've got sort of like a covered arena or like a shaded area in your school we don't have that ours is like pretty much in full sunlight it's just not fair on them no and i mean you can do it you know if you're competing yeah there are exceptions obviously if you don't have to then i don't think you should yeah like day to day especially when you can just wake up at like four and just work them when it's a lot cooler that's that's kinder i mean you wouldn't walk your dog in 30 degree heat they always say keep your dogs inside and things like that so i think it's a bit similar with horses as well yeah i definitely agree so then all we've really been doing is just sleeping and watching netflix during the day i can't sleep during the day (laughs) no i know you can't no and i find that weird but then you find it weird that i can sleep during the day you and samantha sleep like (laughs) like nobody's business (laughs) which is really good enough thing i can fall asleep anywhere i've fallen asleep in clubs before quite bad no i can't and i don't usually need much sleep either like if i sleep for nine hours i feel worse really yeah i like less is a bit better for me like seven six seven the more i can get the happier i am really yeah yeah i was born to sleep man (laughs) you came down yesterday (laughs) you were like i've had a five hour nap i was like i don't think that constitutes as a nap when it's five hours i know at at 11 o'clock i was like i'm just gonna go for a little lie down and then i literally woke up at four o'clock and i was like what's just happened yeah see i just know that my body would never do that so weird so funny but yeah my lame i have a small lame it's not even horse related i cried my eyes out watching queen charlotte yeah that's very emotional i wonder if there's a correlation between horse girls and 
enjoying period dramas? I don't think so. I think it's more just being a girl, to be honest. Do you think? Yeah, like I know lots of girls that aren't horsey that like that sort of era of TV. Like I don't know many boys that enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not sure boys would really get the hype around the Duke of Hastings. No. No. But yeah, horses are going good. It's just they're being ridden at like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so we're, we're yeah. a little bit late here, there and everywhere. But we've got quite a lot coming up over the next few weeks. Yeah, we do. We've got busy couple of weeks. We've got competitions coming up. Regionals aren't that far away. We've also got quite a lot of social events coming up. My regionals are quite far away. Are they? When are yours? August. August yeah, mm. I think. I'm not 100% sure die. yet. I haven't had the email yet, though. I haven't actually qualified for one of my classes yet. <laughs> so uh, I like leaving fine. things to the last minute. Okay. When this podcast comes out, it will be the 19th. And I do not have any of my points that I need to have by the 1st of July. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really fun. So it's going to be last minute. Yeah. Get qualified. Lastminute.com. Ever prepared I am. Okay, moving on to dilemmas. So dilemma one. Hello guys, love the podcast and I have a little dilemma for you. I used to own my own horses and compete until post-university when I moved to London and pretty much only rode once every few months. Fast forward seven years and I have found a lovely yard an hour drive from where I live in London. Unfortunately, this is pretty standard and I either have a lesson or ride every week. I've been offered to part loan one of their horses and would have the chance to compete again, which is such a goal of mine. But I'm nervous to commit and then let them down if I find out it's too much of a commitment for me. I very much live a London lifestyle so this would be quite a lifestyle change for me. Not sure if it's the right time. Help. Okay so I feel like this is quite a tricky dilemma to answer because the only real answer is that you need to give it a go and see how you get on with it and just be very open and transparent with the livery yard where you're riding and just say you know I'm going to give this a go but if it's too much for me then it's too much. Yeah I feel like we need a bit more background context in terms of whether this person has like a full-time job and if so whether they're regular say nine to five hours or whether she does like shift work or whatnot because if you have a regular nine to five job I would say be transparent as you mentioned with the yard but almost put consistent days in that you can do every week so for me I would be like these are three days that I'm gonna three nights or evenings I'm gonna come up to the yard and that be consistent except for like I don't know exceptional circumstances where you might have to range around but just be like this is my timetable I would say where they say I very much live a London lifestyle I don't know how well a London lifestyle you can fit horses in because the London lifestyle is like going out. It's going out a lot and it's very spontaneous going out and it's going out a lot. I mean, again, if it's timetabled though, but it's just whether you're willing to timetable it slash have the energy to do that. For me, I mean, maybe it's even worth doing like a trial period of it. Yeah, that's what I think. So say trialing it say I would love to thank you so much for the opportunity I have a very busy life it's a really long drive I'm going to try and come on x days every week but do you mind if we do it on trial for a month for instance and see how I get on and whether I can actually cope with it and I think if you express that right at the beginning then everyone sort of knows where they are whereas if you don't say that then you might be a month in and if you say oh sorry I can't do this that might be a real shock to the other person and they might be upset and annoyed because they're expecting you to commit 
Yeah, and I just think it's being understanding of everyone's commitments from every side of this because, for instance, I know that I don't really understand the London lifestyle. I don't understand city life. And I know that people who live in the city don't understand the lives that we lead, but it's just being open about you know what you can and can't do it is really hard having a full-time job and trying to work horses around it especially if the yard's an hour away from you yeah I mean we've been on well when I say we my family and I've been on livery yards before that are like half an hour away and that was quite difficult so I can't imagine what an hour's drive would be like yeah you know that's two hours of traveling it doesn't even say drive it's just an hour away so it could be that she's going like from train to train yeah which comes with its own difficulties. Yeah, and with yeah. De- delays and traffic and strikes and all the rest of it. I definitely, like we say, give it a go. Do it on a trial basis. Set your timetable of what days you can do and sort of go from there, but also just be aware that it's it's going to be hard work and it is going to be a shock. Yeah. And you're probably going to either be able to cope with it or you're not. Yeah. But if you can't, that's absolutely fine. But I think you need to get your priorities in order more of what would you rather have more of quote the London lifestyle going out with friends having that freedom to do what you like or the horses yeah I think you do sort of have to make that decision I would also say the fact that they've asked this question is that your heart is set on the horses and that you do actually want to do it so I think they'd very much regret not trying yeah so just give it a go basically Oh, see, I see it the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I read, like, quite a bit of doubt in it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's how I perceived it, but maybe that's because I'm glass a Glass half full or glass half empty. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, we just think, go for it. See how you do. Maybe you give it, like, a month. Set your terms and conditions. Yeah. But, yeah, it will be hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be But again, if you really enjoy it, then it won't be hard because it's sort of like the enjoyment and the passion for it overrides that. But if you're really, really struggling and actually not enjoying it that much, then it almost answers your question for you. you. So maybe almost see it as like quite a good opportunity to outline your priorities, you know, because it's making you realise them by actually doing it. Yeah. You know, if you do the horses and you can't cope, then actually you prefer the London lifestyle. Yeah. But if you do the horses and you love it, then actually you can do both. And okay. yeah, so I think it's quite, it's, pro- it's probably actually quite a useful thing to actually experience to sort of learn about yourself and your goals and what you want in life. Yeah, 100%. But also let us know what you do and how it works out for you, because I feel quite invested about this now. So we are spicing things up a little bit and we're not doing a second dilemma instead we're going to share with you some of our favourite hacking horror stories. So, Evie, take us away. I don't know if it's like a horror story, like my ones. It's a happy slash horror (laughs) story. So my first one is I had a pony when I was about 13, 14, and I was hacking her down the road by myself. And this is when I was on a livery yard at the time. And it was on a really busy main road. And it wasn't icy, I don't think, but it was wet, I believe. I remember thinking, not the roads were slippy, but there was like a dampness. I think it just rained or something. I don't know. I can't quite remember. It was like 10 years ago now. And I was walking down the road and there was this like mule slash donkey (laughs) that used to be in a field 
it wasn't part of our livery yard it was just some random field and it just had like a donkey in it and this donkey used to come running over whenever anyone went past on a hall and it used to like eel is that, is that the noise is that <laughs> yeah. noise eel yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm not gonna like impersonate oh my god do it <laughs> no, do I'm the not. roar <laughs> do the roar do the eeyore <laughs> no I'm not gonna do that and anyway I was walking down this road and the donkey as <laughs> as always on cue <laughs> stage left used to come running over it was eeyoring my mare spooked and she did like a spook where she sort of you know when they jump but they crouch a little bit it was like that Mm -hmm. she slipped fell on to her knees slash almost on her shoulder like was going down and i was like oh my god i'm about to fall off on the road and it was a main road like i said so i was like that really wouldn't be ideal so i was like no i'm not falling off so i was scrambling up with my hands up her neck but as i I was trying to claw my way up off her neck so my hands were going down towards her head I pushed the bridle clean off <laughs> so the bridle fell off and I remember literally in that second I just basically I fell off like I made myself fall off because I thought there is no way did you duck and roll I basically like crossed my arms and just like fell because I just thought even if I stayed on she then would have been galloping down the road and I what would I have held on to like the pommel of the saddle yeah you know it would have just been horrendous so yeah I crossed my arms and basically just like rolled off hit the deck she obviously did a 360 starts galloping down the road and I'm stood there like I can't really catch up because she's quite fast (laughs) how old were you at this time I don't know like 14 maybe and I was like I don't think I'm as fast as that (laughs) like I'm quite fast but not that fast so I sort of like stood there watching her get smaller and smaller and then this car pulled up I mean luckily where I was living at the time it's a super like agricultural area so like anyone that drives past you is like a farmer or a rider or whatever and they literally just came out like I turned and the car was there with the door open it was this like Land Rover or something and they were like get in and I was like okay and I got in with like my riding hat and like my boots on and they drove me down to the hall because she went quite far and yeah so they they drove me down and luckily somebody at the bottom of the road blocked off that side of the road and um luckily she was quite like a friendly horse so (laughs) (laughs) we caught her and i think i got back on yes that was it i got back on and luckily someone on the livery yard that i was on was about to hack out so she just came out of the drive and it was a really long drive and to be honest that's probably where my pony at the time would have gone yeah she knew she knew yeah it was a straight road turn right like it was obvious but anyway she was there because she was just about to hack out her horse so i walked back with with her her. the walk of shame i was so upset i I don't think i cried at that moment but i definitely cried like in the taxi afterwards (laughs) it didn't hurt it was just like the shock i guess of like falling on the road and then just watching your pony gallop off and yeah it was more the fear that i thought she was going to get like railed by a car or something yeah i mean she'd probably do more damage though she was an absolute tank (laughs) (laughs) another story of mine quite recently as well last summer i was out hacking with a group there were three of us it was diane myself and scarlett who's featured on the podcast before and we were walking down a bridal path it's actually the field behind your house. It's a narrow bridle path, but to the right there's a big open field, but that's the farmer's field, so you shouldn't ride on that. Anyway, for some reason there was like a rogue bale of haylage, like right at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only one. Yeah. So it was really weird, and that's never there. But anyway, we're walking down the field. Scarlet's in front, then it's Diane, and then it's me. And we were walking towards her, and 
the whole Scarlet was on was super bomb-proof, but he sort of looked at it and did a tiny little spook, but, like, barely anything. But it was enough to set Diane's horse off behind, and he literally did a 360 <laughs> spin, and this horse was gigantic and just, like, <laughs> such a tank, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. That me on my horse... <laughs> who was tiny we just saw this like bowling ball like hurtling towards us Mm -hmm. so mine ducks out of the way as this like animal like comes like (laughs) hounding towards us and they just flat out bolted the length of the field i don't know how long that it's quite long it's also slightly downhill yeah and i didn't know what was happening because like you just saw the sky my horse like (laughs) dodged out of the way of the one in front and to be fair mine's super like he wouldn't have spooked it was only because this like beast was like coming towards us that he freaked (laughs) but anyway he dodged out of the way and then obviously did a 180 to follow the one that was bolting so diane and then i don't remember what happened because i was literally looking at the sky (laughs) for like what felt like five minutes And I I just remember I could not pull myself up and my head was on the horse's backside because, like, the speed and, like, the G-force on my neck, like, I couldn't... I actually couldn't pull myself up. And I remember literally, you know, when you could feel it in your neck and you're, like, trying to pull yourself up and I was like, oh, my God, I can't... I the literally G-force. can't do it. The G-force was unreal. I think it's G-force, isn't it? And anyway, we managed to pull them up and I remember looking to my left and Scarlett, who was on like the safest horse out of the group, she did like such a beautiful, like she ended up in the farmer's field because obviously hers must have like gone over there. She was doing such like a beautiful, like collected canter like <laughs> loop back to us. And me and Diane, we just stood there and our horses were like puffing like, you know what, sweating. Yeah. And like, I remember literally just, I think I said, oh, is everyone all right? And then I just burst out laughing. Like I found it <laughs> so funny, like the whole situation. I don't think the other two found it funny. No, they didn't. Scarlett did because she was sort of, she didn't nearly fall off. Yeah. Your mum didn't find no, it. No, mum did not find it funny. I remember she came back and she was like. <laughs> I was laughing and then I like read the room and I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe it's not funny. Yeah. But I couldn't help myself. I, it was Yes, I think because I was looking at the sky for so long, like that image, it was like a farewell like picture or something. It was just so funny. I would love to have seen that. I wish you were like on the road to get it from like a further yeah, perspective because yeah, you would yeah. have just seen like the domino effect of like the horses spooking at each yeah, other. One spook, one three sixty. Well, they're such one... animals, aren't they? But we were galloping yeah. for a long time. <laughs> and again, again, I, I think maybe not the next day, but the next week. I took the horse that I was on down that route again, past that bale. Because you wanted to see the sky Because I'm a psycho. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the stars <laughs> and the clouds. No, it was, it was so funny, though. I was laughing so much. I haven't laughed so much in my life. So my final story is, again, I was at the same livery yard, actually, as the one when I fell off on the road. But this was on a different pony. This was on the pony that I actually went there with. I think I was, I want to say maybe 12? Maybe younger, actually. I might have been 10 or 11. Well, you were hacking on your own. Yeah. Is that weird? That's like so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my head in my hands. Maybe I'm just I wasn't like, 10. Oh, no. I literally don't have any sense of time. I think I would have been 10 or 11, yeah. And you were hacking on your own? Yeah. Oh, God. And it was in um farmer's field 
Right. And the, it was the farmer who owned the livery yard. It was his field. Okay. It was a massive field, and there was a bird scarer in there. Okay, yeah. But, like, it went off every so often, so it was, like, fine. And I was on... <laughs> I was on a lone pony at the time and she was like incredible to hack. Like she was safe as anything. I've never, she is the only pony that I've had that has been good to hack. So anyway, I was hacking her and I was going around this field and all of a sudden she sort of just like stopped dead and like wouldn't move. And I was sort of like, you know, looking around, I couldn't see anything. So I was like, go on, like, you know, come on, let's go. And she was just like digging her heels and like, no, I'm not going. And I was like, no, come on. You know, like you start being like, come on, just get on with it. Like you can go. And bless her, she like took a step forward on my command and then like this whole herd of like deer just like emerged from the bushes <laughs> like literally a full herd probably about like 15 of them and they jumped out the hedge and as they jumped out the hedge she jumped with them <laughs> i literally nearly fell off again as per <laughs> usual and i was sort of hanging i was fully on the side of her like you know, in mounted games, when you'd bolt on a horse and there's those pictures yeah. of them like bolting, I'm like, that's that's where I was with my legs wrapped around on the side of her tummy. <laughs> and she was like galloping. And I remember it was really weird because it's sort of like when I was on the side, it ended up being in like slow motion. Right. In that like I was sort of like hanging on. <laughs> but I was and we, I was so close to the deer. Like I was running among the herd. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> And I remember just thinking at the time, like literally what mid gallop, I was like, this is like incredible. <laughs> I was like, a little 10 year old brain. I was like, this is a privilege. Like, no one gets to do this. Like, this is super rare. <laughs> like, get this close to a deer. <laughs> You know, I was just like, this is beautiful. Because I was like, they were right. They're as close as you are to me now. Yeah. And I just thought... And you were just galloping with them. No one would get to see that. No. On a daily basis. And then I sort of scrambled... I, like, pulled her up. Well, I I think I scrambled up and then, like, pulled her up. And they just carried on. But it was like... You could have gone with them and lived with them in the woods forever. <laughs> Would have loved that. She looked like a little deer as well. She was one of those ponies. She was 13 too, chestnut mare. And she had like white under her eyes. Like we used to call it white oh, eyeliner. Cute. White blaze, pink nose. And she was really dainty. You know, like tiny yeah. head, tiny little nose. Looked like a show pony. Yeah. Like she was so cute. And um, so she probably would have loved to live with a deer because she looked like one. She looked like a little Bambi. But yeah, I just remember thinking, what a magic. I told my mum about it when I got back to the yard. I was like, I knew he fell off, but like... Like, were you waiting to tell you It was magic. I was like, it was pure magic out there. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just stopped and watched them gallop off. And then I basically turned back and carried on my way and finished Mac. And thought, wow, I think... And you know what? Like, ever since then, I've always really... I mean, I was 10, so I wasn't particularly experienced. But since then, I've really always trusted a horse's instinct. So, like, whenever my horse out hacking now stops, I know that there's. it's because there's something there. I can't see it, I can't sense it, because we're, like, inept compared to them physically. But now, whenever my horse stops or anything, I always actually give them more time to sort of go if they want to because I actually sort of trust them a bit more because I was sat there being like yeah get on with it <laughs> <laughs> and it was like actually because there's a whole load of deer that she was trying to tell me like yeah, yeah. no mum like <laughs> let's not there are things in that hedge like yeah it was crazy man crazy man <laughs> 
we're hacking and we're going across this so we're going around the perimeter of this field and our horses stopped and my mum was on a spanish stallion and i was on a little dressage like 15 hand pony horse thing and they stopped again and i was like why are they stopping looked up saw a herd of about 100 deer just chilling in the woods and i looked at them they looked at me it's nice that you could see them <laughs> yeah i could see it's them nice you had that forewarning <laughs> i could see them my pony had just stopped and was just standing there just staring at them and i was like good boy and then next second I was looking at the sky because he turned and bolted and I was seeing the sky and then the g-force luckily didn't keep me back. I got myself back in the saddle and had long enough to think I'm not going to pull this pony up because he was strong as anything and then luckily he just stopped of his own accord and turned around and I was like great well done and <laughs> We did that all so fast that my mum and her horse hadn't even reacted. Oh my God. They were still stationary. And then when I'd stopped, <laughs> my mum's horse was like, oh, we should have we should have reacted to that. And then proceeded to do like these bunny hops all the way around in like this massive 20 meter circle. And I don't know if he was trying to rodeo or something, but he obviously couldn't do it. Spanish horses like rodeoing's like not within them but it looked like he was jumping bounce fences. But, <laughs> but every time he jumped, the reins got longer and my mum just went backwards and like was just getting <laughs> higher and higher <laughs> out of the saddle. And I think she was going like, whoa! whoa. Oh my God. And it was the funniest thing I think I have ever seen. I laughed myself silly for the rest of the entire hack because it was just... It was just so funny how he was just jumping invisible bounce fences in a 20 meter circle and she was just getting higher and higher. It was like she was a little balloon that was like attached to his back because she was like nearly falling off and then coming back in the saddle and then going again. Oh, great times. <laughs> Your poor mum. My poor mum. I know, she laughed afterwards. <laughs> she laughed because I literally could not stop myself That's laughing. That's good that she laughed though. Yeah. You shouldn't laugh at yours one. <laughs> I, was, I was the only one laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love hacking. <laughs> I don't love hacking. God, the amount of times we shout blue murder at blooming cyclists, drivers. Oh, yeah. Cyclists it. are the worst, though, aren't they? They are. I was hacking a four-year-old out, and I think it was, like, his second hack, third hack. And he was doing so well. And then we had the cyclist come up from behind. And you know how some of them are, like, silent? Like, you cannot yeah. hear them whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I often find those ones are the worst because they catch the horses off guard. And he literally went to shoot past us at really fast, you know, speed. Yeah, we'll see. Both horses bolted down the road. <laughs> I was silent because I was just... I actually didn't hear anything. Mm. Because, again, I was with Diane. <laughs> <laughs> she was there. Her was bolted off as well. Again. <laughs> and um, I was like, God, you know, and the cyclist didn't even stop. That was the thing. No. That was what was so terrible about it. He did not even stop and our horses properly bolted, yeah. which is just disgusting. But anyway, I think when we got back, I, I said to Diane, I was like, God, I, you know, I wish we said something to him because I was on a four-year-old. So obviously like A, I was trying to stay on <laughs> and B as well. I was like, if I start shouting, he's quite a sensitive four-year-old. So he probably, probably would have just kept him going, you know, because yeah. he would have been scared of me because he'd think, why is this lady shouting at me? Even if I was shouting at cyclists. And Diane was like, oh no, I shouted at him. Did you not hear me? <laughs> I did not hear anything. No. 
know. How weird is that? You're in your own bubble. I was in like fight or flight mode or whatever it no is. No way. Yeah. Wild. I know. I literally did not hear anything. It was silent. How funny. I know. But apparently she had an absolute go at him. Oh my God. I wish I heard it. I once shouted at cyclists so loud they actually jumped and nearly fell off their bike. Really? Yeah. Because they just came up silently behind us. And I think my horse was fine, but my mum, again, sorry, mum. Mum's horse like shot off and like jumped onto the grass verge and was like taking off. And I screamed at this cyclist. Really? Yeah. And he literally, you know, when like you jump like that, he jumps and nearly wobbled straight off his bike. I don't think I've, I don't usually shout, I don't think. I see, I don't know what comes over me, but I'm not an aggressive person. I wouldn't shout at people out on the street or anything. But when I'm on a horse and there's other people on the road and they do something wrong, I just have no qualms. I've literally had like men, middle aged men in white vans, get out of the van and come towards me and I'm still screaming at them. I get road rage when I'm in the car and I'd say if somebody overtakes me on a horse and they're too close, I'll say to them, you know, you're too close or like I'll nod my head or I'll be like, you're an idiot or something. Yeah. But I've never like fully screamed or shouted at anyone, but I don't know if that's because like on the yard anyway, I tend, I'm tend to be on the ones that are like... The nervy ones. Yeah, a bit like hit and miss. Yeah. Like the young horses or the ones that are a bit like stressy. So I don't know if I'm always like on chill mode because I'm like... You're fine, you you're fine, chill. you know? Yeah. I, was, I think if I was on Terry, I think I'd be a bit more mouthy because he's, like, yeah. really chill. The worst one was we had two stallions going at hucking. This guy was so close behind us going down this hill so that I had to pull into a lay-by on the other side of the road because he was literally going to run us over. And then he proceeded to go past us and stop and open his window and tell us how stupid it was that we'd crossed the road to go into this lay-by, bearing in mind it's a single-track road. You yeah. Know, like it was really tiny. And he, he proceeded to shout at us how stupid it was we could have got run over. And I was like, you were going to run us over. You were the problem in that scenario. And then he got out of the van and started coming towards me, like, effing and blinding. Yeah, he was like a skinhead and a white van. Oh, dear. But... <laughs> Oh I think it was because I was on this stallion. He had like this really long mane. Like he was a legend as he well. He was. He was amazing. The but best also, hack on the yard. With like these Such stallions, they wouldn't do anything, but they don't really stand still. So he was like standing there, like tossing his hair and shaking his front feet and everything. And this guy like started getting closer, and then you could kind of almost see him be like, "Oh, actually." That horse is like really big, really big, and is like, and then there's just this little girl like yeah. on top, and um, yeah, he got in the van, drove off, and then the, the other girl that I was with was literally like, I can't believe he did that. I thought he was gonna come out and kill us, and I was like, it's fine, me and this horse, we've got it. They ain't coming near us. Have you seen those videos on Facebook though, when cars actually go at the horses? Yeah, I've seen a video on Facebook recently of these two women out hacking, and they like you know when you flag your arm to tell somebody to like slow down a bit because this car was going too fast. The car just like basically kept going, stopped right behind the horse's hind legs, started like knocking the horse with the bonnet on its hind legs. Jesus. These women had to trot down the road and this car was basically like following them right behind them, like hounding them. How terrifying is that? Like, I that don't know scary. what you'd do in that situation. No, I mean, you know, you, you can get bad ones like that. I think luckily we live in quite a nice area, but I would say the vast majority of things that go wrong out hacking are external forces. Yeah. The horses themselves are always fine. It's yeah. always the things around you that cause the problems. Mostly, yeah. I mean, we have <laughs> one of the liveries on our yard, like 
has a whip <laughs> has a whip that she's put like yellow tape at the end of it so they can see it which is a really good idea yeah and she sticks it out to the inside of the road i guess to like prevent no, it's because the highway code is you shouldn't pass horses unless you've got that's two what, meters no, gap. that's what i'm saying so yeah. she puts it on the inside so that if cars go to overtake they are actually like oh i'm gonna knock that whip yeah but anyway she like <laughs> if they go past anyway because obviously it's just like a spindly little whip she like smacks their car <laughs> she smacks the top of their car with this whip so and it just funny. really makes me laugh because she's such a sweet lady uh, yeah and she's out really there like funny. smacking people's cars <laughs> no she's not it's only happened like twice because <laughs> most just... people most people are fine it's just like one in ten of yeah you get your bad eggs yeah absolutely but that makes me laugh So guys, I'm really sorry to say that this is actually our penultimate episode of season one. (laughs) Got ya. (laughs) I knew Joanna was going to do that. I think I would have found it funny if I didn't know. (laughs) No, I know. I found it funny. But yeah, so season one is only going to have 20 episodes in it, I'm afraid. Yeah. So once this episode's out, our next one, so next week's, is going to be a little finale. Yeah. So we're going to do something special for that, but we're Uh, not going to tell you what. So you're just going to have to... Finale special. Finale special. Yeah. Maybe we'll ride our horses whilst we're recording. (laughs) Who knows? But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, and thank you you for your support in general. Yeah. Over season one. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Alrighty then, guys. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.